everyone and thank you so much for listening to this short podcast on School of Stitch Textiles, our courses and how they work. I'm Dr Gail Cowley, Head of Centre for School of Stitch Textiles and I'll be your host for this episode. We put this together because we know that sometimes it's easier to listen to someone talking than to read through the various brochures and details in written form. It seems to feel more approachable somehow. So why not grab a cuppa or a glass of something and make yourself comfortable whilst I chat you through who School of Stitch Textiles are and the process for enrolment. I thought it may be a good idea to kick things off by telling you a little more about how the school originated and has evolved since. And I'll then move on to the practicalities of enrolment and studying our courses by distance and the processes that are involved with that. As this is something we frequently get asked about, I'm hopeful it may go some way towards answering any queries you already have. So, more about SST. By the way, we tend to shorten it, as School of Stitch Textiles tends to be a bit of a mouthful, to be honest. So, we're the UK's largest distance learning centre for textile-based courses and deliver City and Guild's accredited courses in patchwork and quilting, hand embroidery, machine embroidery, textiles, crochet, knitting, felt and stunt work in skill stages two, three and four. We've been contributing to and delighting in our students' success for the last 24 years. SST came into being when two students who attended classes with us moved abroad but still really wanted to complete their City and Guilds qualification. I was tutoring them and offered to alter the existing course notes into a version that they could work from remotely in exchange for some feedback on how they found them. I had previously undertaken my City and Guilds certificate a few years earlier through distance learning with Julia Caprera at Opus, so had a fairly good idea of what was needed. So the students agreed and both completed their course in that way. By that stage, the course modules were all ready and proofed, so it felt like a natural step to offer the same option to other distance learners. And so SST was born. The course materials and support systems have gone through many iterations since then with tweaks and improvements, a constant part of what we do on a regular basis. The other major change is that initially, work was sent in via a jiffy bag in the post, which added a considerable amount of time to them arriving, especially from abroad, and also created additional postage costs for students. Samples are one thing, but completed pieces are often very hard and costly to transport. So we found that this aspect of distance learning was hampering our student abilities to create what they wanted to. As time 
has moved on, we have now swapped completely to students submitting work digitally by taking photos of their progress and making them into a digital presentation that's immediately transferred to their tutor for assessment. My goodness, how things have changed. So, after giving you a little background to SST, I'll move on to how we enrol students on our courses. There's no need to personally attend the centre to complete a course with us, as work is submitted to your tutor digitally, as I previously mentioned. We no longer deliver any courses on site, but our programmes are studied at a distance by students from all over the world. Enrolment takes place for each cohort of students on a Saturday morning at 10am UK time, every three months or so. The date for the next enrolment is always available on our website around a week or so after the current enrolment has taken place. We're able to take 25 or so new students on each cohort, in addition to our rollover students that are moving on from one course level to the other. If you have already filled in an expression of interest form on our site, then you will be sent an email link, both a few days prior to enrolment day, so you can bookmark it, and then again on the actual morning. The link will only open at 10am on enrolment day, so you won't be able to enrol in advance of that time. If you're in another time zone, then the 10am time and the date will be automatically adjusted to fit. So for example, if you live in New Zealand, you'll still be able to enrol on the enrolment date at 10am your time. I really hope that reassures you that staying up all night waiting for 10am to tick round in the UK isn't necessary to enrol. So it takes 24 hours for 10am on the enrolment date to move around the world. When we receive the applications, we take the 25 who enrolled closest to 10am. So it does take until early evening in the UK on enrolment day to let everyone know if they've secured a place. That's done via email and you'll be given a start date at that time. It's usually around 10 days after enrolment day. This is the date you'll receive your course materials from us via a download link that we'll email out to you. For those who don't want the commitment of a City and Guilds accredited course, we also deliver video-based beginners courses in a variety of different topics, which can be enrolled upon at any time and are delivered via our Creative Classroom learning platform. Also on offer are Master Practitioner courses for those who wish to expand their practice and who have already reached a Skill Stage 4 or Diploma level or via portfolio application. These contain modules personalised for each student's goals and preferences and can be enrolled on any time throughout the year, although currently they are very oversubscribed and there is around a three-month waiting list to start them. In 
Now I'll move on to discussing what happens when you've managed to secure a place. So after enrolment day has passed, we'll be in touch to give you entry to our private student group on Facebook, which is where you can chat to each other, find example folios from previous graduates, access live support sessions, pre-recorded videos on different aspects of the course, question and answer sessions, and you can also post photos of work and create albums of your coursework to share with others. Course modules are sent out to students via an emailed link to a file transfer system, and they contain written, photographic and video content, as well as gallery spaces for each module. You can choose to work with the modules online where you can easily access the video links to the how-to videos included within them, which are intended to get you underway on various techniques. Or alternately, you can choose to print some or all of them out to have handy when you're working on them. Every student is allocated their own personal tutor for their course journey to support them throughout their studies. Twice a month, we organise live group sessions via Zoom at different times of day or evening when everyone can meet up face to face and these are led by different tutors who plan some sort of activity or topic to help everyone to learn and socialise at the same time. Once you've received your course materials, your specialist tutor will get in touch to introduce themselves and they will become your main point of contact regarding any queries you have ongoing. You'll work your way through the tasks listed in your modules in order and compile a PowerPoint or a keynote presentation of your work, which you'll photograph as you progress. And that will then be returned to your course tutor for assessment, either on completion or partway through if you wish. The file is transferred from you to us using a file transfer system called WeTransfer, which many of you may likely have already heard of or even used. It's simply a case of putting in your email address and then dragging and dropping your file. We provide simple videos showing you how to assemble a, a portfolio, how to transfer it, etc. if you're uncertain. So you don't need to be an IT expert to do one of our courses, but some basic knowledge and access to a computer are a must. You'll receive written feedback on your work from your tutor in around a week to 10 days, depending on how busy they are at the moment you send your work into them. The feedback may say all is fine, but it may also ask you to adjust or add in work in order to fulfill the City and Girls criteria. You can redo a module any number of times and it doesn't count against you in any way. As you progress, we'll keep you updated with course materials and also be in touch with you every couple of months or so to see if there's anything further you need from us or from your tutor. You can also use these how are things emails to time your progress on each module if you wish. We recommend you aim to work on a module for six weeks and then submit in eight, thus giving yourself some contingency time. Courses last between one and two years, depending on the level studied, and there is an extension system in place for those who have extenuating circumstances during their course. 
existing students often continue on from one skill level to the next and we always give priority to them to do this rather than taking on completely new students. Because course places have become so sought after, we can't leave this offer open-ended and instead we offer them a window of time at the end of their course in which we can enrol them onto the next one. If they don't want to continue within that time frame, perhaps wishing to take time out or have a longer break, then that's fine. But unfortunately, we can't keep that offer open indefinitely. So in that circumstance, they would need to go through the enrolment process again. So I'll just touch briefly now on what materials and equipment are needed for courses, as this is something that we're quite frequently asked. As a basic, you'll need access to a computer and the internet, as I mentioned previously. You'll also need to have craft-specific tools to hand. So, for example, if you're doing machine embroidery, textiles or patchwork, then you'll need a sewing machine. But this doesn't have to be a complicated or expensive one, as you'll not be needing lots of fancy stitches, just the availability of dropping or covering the feed dogs. Those are the things underneath the needle that move the fabric through. Things like an iron and ironing board most people have in the house anyway. When it comes to materials, yarn, thread, etc., then it rather depends on your own personal viewpoint. We have some students for whom buying fabric or yarn is a really rather wonderful part of their course experience. But equally, we have those who, for ecological or cost reasons, make a point of undertaking everything using recycled materials from thrift or charity shops. Ultimately, this is a personal choice. And as you'll be working with your own designs and colour schemes throughout the programme, then choosing your materials is an integral part of the requirements. It's not something we can choose or specify for you ahead of time. We're often asked as well how a course is marked, so it's worthwhile just covering this briefly. So the courses are mainly practical, technical courses, which require some written work by way of explanation of the processes used, etc., but not huge amounts. You'll receive written feedback from your tutor at the end of each module, as I mentioned previously. But the course itself is pass or fail. You either meet the requirements or you don't and need to resubmit, uh, which is usual with practically based courses. However, we know from our students that they would really like a way of differentiating themselves from others. So whilst we can't provide a final merit distinction type mark at the end of the course, we do have excellence awards every year, showcased as an online gallery of students who have gone above and beyond in their studies. They're recommended for this accolade by their tutors, who compile shortlists which are then voted on by other students and followers of SST. A certificate of excellence is issued to everyone shortlisted and a modest prize is available for category winners. A little now about possible funding available. 
So we can't accept learner loans or other types of direct government funding, but we do provide our own bursaries called the Joan Harrison Bursary Awards, taking on a small number of students on our Skill Stage 2 courses who could not otherwise afford to study with us. These can be applied for via our website once applications open. Our tutors shortlist the applicants and those put forward are then voted on by our followers. We usually have in excess of 100 applications for these, so competition is pretty fierce. If you're thinking you may wish to apply for one of the bursaries, then my best advice would be to only submit really high quality photographs along with your application form, as this is what the voters will see and it's what mainly influences their choice of winner. In addition, for higher level courses, City and Guilds do do their own bursaries twice a year and Quest also have funding available for advanced practitioners who want to make a career from their craft. So I think that was just about all that I had to say. Um, I'm sure that perhaps you will think of something else and in which case, please do get in touch with us and we can answer your queries accordingly. I'm sure you're now probably ready for another cuppa. I know I am. I hope that I haven't bored you too much. And I really hope that listening to this podcast has given you a good idea of the processes involved in undertaking a course with us. But as I say, if you have questions, then please feel free to email us at info at sofst.org or get in touch via phone on 01257 463163.